Make sure all seats are in the upright position and trays are put away before we take off. KR Media proudly presents Kingdom Rock Radio with your Bible teachers, Pastor Mark A. Stroud. I'm looking to what the Lord Jesus has in his hand for me. And Pastor Suniko Stroud. With God on their side, they were stronger than anybody. Get the latest downloads from our website. You can download today's message as an MP4, MP3, or simply download the Kingdom Rock app to your mobile devices from the iTunes Store or Android Market. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center in Bremen, Georgia. And remember, Jesus is Lord. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I want to thank you again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to finally conclude our four-part series entitled, I'm Saved, Now What? Today is the final part of that series. It is entitled, Clock In. That's right, Clock In. You know, as we give our hearts and lives to the Lord Jesus, it's important for us to find our place, find our passion, and then get clocked in. There's so much work to be done. The Lord didn't call us just to receive fire insurance and then sit around and do nothing. No, there is much work to be done in the kingdom of God. There are many souls to be won to Christ, and we have to get on the job. It's time for us to clock in. So, here comes today's message entitled, Clock In, which is part number four of the series entitled, I'm Saved, Now What?, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. We all know somebody, either on by telephone, on the job, at Walmart, at school, someone that the Lord will use us to win to the Lord. We, people are in some strange conditions today. They're committing acts of suicide. They are, they're leaving this world. They're leaving this world. And you may be the only Bible that they'll ever read. Paul said uh, we are epistles, that, that you know, we are, you know, we're, we're like the Bible. They're reading us every day. They're reading us, looking at our lives. And you may be the only representative of Christ that they know. You may be the only one. They may never come to church. Talked to a lady the other day. She said, I got hurt so bad, so bad, so bad. And she said, it's hard for me to go back to church. It's hard for me to go back to church. She was hurt. Somebody did something wrong. And, and she was actually the pastor's wife. And she said, it's hard for me to go back to church, pastor. But she wants us to come over and pray with her. They may not come to the building at first, but as Lord brings healing in, brings healing in, they'll return to the fellowship. But at least we can bring the gospel to them. Okay? Every, everyone may not like, may not like even my style of preaching or teaching. Some may like a little bit harder or hardcore or a little bit more of, well, and all these sort of things, okay? Everybody won't hear me, but there are some that will hear you. Do you understand? All right. Well, uh, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Ephesians. We'll start here. Well, actually, I believe we've actually already started but Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and as always, I do not plan to be before you long. I never do plan to be before you long 
but I just want to do my best to make sure that I fulfill the assignment for that day. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And um, we can do actually a little bit of reading. As a matter of fact, let me get my lovely wife. She did such a great job on last Wednesday night. Uh, And if you haven't heard uh, last Wednesday night's message, uh, you can... um, get the app and hear it. Uh, We talked about um, breaking the cycle of poverty, breaking the cycle of poverty. Here you go, dear. Go ahead and read this for me. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 16. Yes, you can let everybody see how lovely you are today. This is a special treat. Okay, go ahead. Ephesians first chapter verses one through 16. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness with long suffering forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, and unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ." that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him and all things, which is the head, even Christ, for whom the whole body fit jointly together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase in the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Amen. It wasn't that wonderful. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise for that wonderful word and wonderful reading of the word. You did a great job, dear. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for this time that you have anointed to take place. Lord, we just ask that you would have your way and uh, we do uh, bind and and uh, cast out any hindrances. Father, we pray that there will be no hindrances to the word today. Lord, that none of the word would be cast on uh, the wayside or among stony places or among thorns or weeds, but that every bit of your word will fall upon good ground and that the word of God today will produce some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Let every heart say amen. All right. Well, today we want to speak from the subject of clock in, clock in. This would be I'm saved. Now what? Part number four. Uh, 
And this would be, I believe, the final part of, um, of that series, of that four-part series, I'm saved, now what? Praise the Lord. I'm glad you asked. I'm saved, now what? Now what? You got to clock in. You got to clock in. You got to clock in. Look at verse number one. Let's look at, we're going to look at verses one, two, and three, and then we're going to uh, go down to verse seven and 15 and 16. There are so many things that we need to consider here in these verses, and I pray that you're ready to receive the rich word of God. Verse one says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. The word vocation there means a calling. It means a summoning. It means um, an invitation. God has invited us to do something. Yes, we're saved. Hallelujah. Yes, we're going to glory. Hallelujah. Yes, we're going to escape the wrath of God. Isn't that wonderful? That is so wonderful that I am not going to hell, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited that I will not burn in the lake of fire forever. I'm excited that I will be with the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I've got my fire insurance. I hope you got yours too. Hallelujah. Amen. I got it now. Praise God. So the Lord, in his calling, he did not call us or save us just for us to sit around and look at each other. Now, I want you to see something. So we know vocation here means a calling. It means there's a summoning, something that God has appointed us to do. There is an official duty, something that only you are qualified and capable of performing. Isn't that something? Something that only you, only you, I feel like the big bear on the commercial, only you can prevent forest fires. Turn it back over to the right channel. There's something that only you can do. Only you can do it. Now, we do understand, I do want to get into this. We do understand that uh, living in this world system today, a lot of people will sit idly by because they'll say, well, so-and-so will do it. They'll sit over there. They'll sit on the sidelines. Well, someone else will do it. I'll just sit here and, and just do nothing. While that, or that, that may work in some areas of life, it will not work within the body of Christ. Because God knows who he has called and he knows uh, who he has made you to be. He knows the giftings and callings and talents that are in you. Only you can do some things. Only you can do it. Let that sink in. There are some things that only you are uniquely qualified to do. Only you can do it. And when you do it, the whole body is edified. And if you refuse to do it, the whole body limps. It's a limping body. Just think about a part of your body. If it doesn't work, will you be affected? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are some things, here again, I pray, I thank you, Lord, that the word of God is going forth. There are some things that only you are uniquely qualified to do. Only you can do it. Now, that is a word from heaven to you today. That is a word from heaven to you today. Only you can do it. You can't pass it off. Only you can do it. Are you hearing? 
only you can personally deliver it. Only you. And so the Bible says here, and I, I love the way uh, Paul begins this, this, this letter. He says, I therefore the prisoner. Here is our mindset. Here is our attitude. Paul said, I'm a prisoner telling you to do these things. This is his attitude. I'm a bond slave for Christ. My life is not my own, but I have been bought with a price. It is no more what I desire to do. It is no more let me laze around and sit around. God places a demand on us as if we are his prisoners, as if we are his servants, and we are, as if we are his slaves, and we are. Your life is not your own. It is not your own. It is not your own. And the Bible declares that in the book of Romans, um, chapter 12, verse Verses 1, 2, and 3, I believe, that you beseech, rather, Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God is telling us today, you got to clock in. Yes. You got to clock in. Amen. Amen. You are saved. That's wonderful. And we are saved by grace, not by works, lest any man should boast. But there is a work that God has called us all to do. There is a work that is uniquely engineered to all of us. And God says, you've got to clock in. You've got to clock in. You've got to clock in. Hallelujah. You know, one thing in, in the natural world today, uh, people clock in and at the end of the week or end of two week period, they expect to see a check. Once you clock in, but you don't get a check unless you clock in. Amen, 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 amen. You say, amen. if you see somebody going to the human resources department or the payroll department, Sister April handles the payroll at her organization there. If someone comes to you, Sister April, and they, they come to your door and they start yelling and screaming and cussing, but if you look and you don't see a time card for them, you know they didn't even punch in. Would you look at them like they're crazy? She says, yes. How can we hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, if you never clock in? If you never punch in. You got to clock in. You've got to clock in. So we see our attitude here as a prisoner. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. He says, I beseech you. I beg you. And I feel that this morning. I beg you. I beg you to walk worthy or uh, to walk, walk also talks about a manner of life or a lifestyle. Worthy talks about um, being suitable or being fit. Live a life that is suitable or fit uh, to the calling that God has given to you, to the summonings that God has given unto you. And each of us has a part to play. God doesn't leave anyone out. Look at verse number seven. I love the way this reads. Verse 7 says, But to every one of us is given grace, grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Christ has given everyone grace. In the body of Christ, as you were born again, you were born of God. You received Jesus Christ as your Lord, as the Lord and Savior of your life. You automatically receive grace Grace, the ability to do what you cannot do. For what reason? To do the work. 
Here again, we're not working now to achieve salvation. We have salvation, but we're working now to be pleasing unto him, to do things that are pleasing unto him. Don't you know that he is concerned about the lost souls on this planet? He is concerned about those that are lost and suffering in this world today. And there is an assignment that you have inside of you that is an answer to the sufferings that are going on around you. Now, you, your gifting may not be one that will help those in Africa or in Sudan or in Israel, but it may help someone in Temple or in Villarica or in Buchanan. You hold an answer by the power of the Holy Spirit to someone else's problem or dilemma. They will suffer if you keep it to yourself and not clock in. But the question is, how long will the Father allow them to suffer because we refuse to clock in? How long before he sends someone else to take your place, putting you to shame, when that was something that you were meant to do? Are you hearing me? Now, anyone that he may send over there in your place is a substitute. And we've been in school before, the teachers, and we have many students here today. You know what a substitute teacher is. The substitute teacher is not like your regular teacher. No comparison. Although the material may be there, there is something that your regular teacher can bring to you that the substitute cannot. Cannot. So even if I am called to do the work, but God said and appointed you to do it, Even though I have a certain gift and calling in my life, I cannot do it the way that you were, the the way that you are and able to do it. You can't leave it to the pastors. You can't leave it to the ministers or to the elders or or to the deacons. You cannot leave it to them. God has given you an assignment, a precious assignment that is specifically designed for you. And he's holding you accountable for the gift that he gives to you. I pray that this is a sobering word today and that you will hear what the Lord is saying. He said, verse 7 again, but unto every one of us. Look at that. Not just it talks about apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and and, uh, evangelists. Yes, but it says to every one of us. Want your neighbor, tell your neighbor, he's talking about you. To every one of us, God has given a measure of grace. To every one of us, God has given it to you. Not will give it to you. He already has given it to you. He has already invested this grace in your life. Grace is the ability to do. Grace is that ability that will keep you in hard times. Remember, um, Paul sought the Lord uh, three times, with it. Paul or Peter rather sought the Lord three times that he would take this um, thing from his life. And the Lord said, I won't do it, but my grace is sufficient for you for my, what? my strength is made perfect in your weakness, right? Amen. It's made perfect in your weakness. He's given you a supernatural strength to do what only he has called you to do. And only what you can do for him. He says, unto, but unto every one of us is given grace. To every one of us. 
is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Some may have a little grace, some may have a lot of grace, depending on what area he's placed you in. As a general rule, the more grace you have, the bigger the assignment. And the bigger the assignment, the more trials and tribulations, the more times of suffering you will have to endure. That is not saying God is going to make you suffer, no. But the more grace you have, the more threat, the more of a threat you are to the demonic kingdom, to Satan's kingdom. And the more threat you are, the more he's going to try to stop you. And the more he tries to stop you, the more hell comes in and the more you have to fight it off and put him in his place. You understand what I'm saying to you? So don't look up to those and say, oh, I wish I was like so-and-so. No, you better thank God for the measure of grace that you have. Thank God for the measure of grace that you have. Every bit of grace that God has given you is for you to uh, completely do your assignment. Look at verse number 15. Verse 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Part of the work that we're going to do is growing up, getting to know the Lord Jesus, building an intimate relationship with him. That's a part of our assignment. That's a part of our calling, getting to know him, because there's something uniquely flavored that only you can bring Christ. We've seen pretty gardens out there. The prettiest garden is not the one that has all the same color flowers, all white flowers or all blue flowers. The prettiest garden, the ones that have all these different colors in there, all the different smells and arrangements of the flowers. God calls us all uniquely for his garden. He wants to enjoy what we can bring to him. What we can bring to him. Look at verse 16. It says, from whom the whole body... I love the way he brings the human body into perspective. He gives us a good picture here. For whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Now, we're going to really get into that and really bring out the flavor of that so that you know exactly what that's talking about. Again, he says the whole body is fitly joined together. The word fitly there means that God has placed us in the fellowship, in the body of Christ, as it has pleased him. So the softest person in the church is there divinely by God. The loudest person is there divinely by God. The, uh, the, the hard-hearted one or the soft-hearted one, all there divinely positioned by God. Well, why would he put the hard one there? Why would he put the loud one there? To help you grow and mature. The same reason he put the soft one there, to help you grow and mature. All of us together supplying, supplying our part to the mix causes growth, causes increase. Are you with me? I didn't say the one that the devil places there, but the one that God adds there. Are you hearing? There's a reason for that. And so he says, fitly together. We are fitly joined together. God put us all here fitly joined together. We're here. This is his will for us. This is his will for us. See, this is why it is not a good idea just to 
put your finger in your mouth and go up in the air like this and see, I, I'm going to pick that church over there. I'm going to go visit that church. I'm going to be a member of that church. They got it going on. They got this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. Why in the world are you doing that? God joins. God joins. And if God didn't join you to that fellowship, then the place where you were supposed to be is missing out on the gift that he uniquely placed in you. Are you hearing me? If you're supposed to be a toe, toes are good, but five toes work well. Six toes, you got a problem. Seven toes, it's just, I don't know what to call that. Eight toes on a foot, that's really bad. You better think about it. Somebody, whoever the head is of that body, is thinking about cutting that other toe off. Because the shoes won't even fit right. And oh my God, don't try to wear open toe sandals. They're going to say freak. Are you hearing me? Come out at night. But we'll leave that alone. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So if you were toe in church A already has five toes. And you try to come in and wedge yourself in being the sixth toe. You're going to make it look mighty ugly. But if church C over there only has four toes, you're going to fit right on in and help that body to walk properly. God puts us all in a body as it has pleased him. And as long as everybody does what they're supposed to do, the body will walk. The body will, will work properly. It says, for whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted. Compacted means to unite or knit in affection. We are, when God joins you to a fellowship, there should be some affection, one with another. Something that draws you to the people there. You feel feelings of love and concern and compassion for them. You're not off to the side, but you're drawn. What's drawing you? That's a work of the Spirit of God. God is drawing you. We are compacted or, or knit together by affection with one another. That's what keeps us there in the fellowship. When someone's not there, we immediately begin to think about the individual. I wonder where so-and-so is. is are they okay? Because we are knit together, compacted together, Uh, with affection with one another it says and compacted by that which listen every you can make a note of that there every joint supplieth every joint supplieth so the lord puts us together in a place as it pleases him he binds us together by affection and then he says every joint is going to supply every part of the Every part that he puts there in that fellowship, in the body of Christ, is to supply something. Everyone is meant to bring something to the table. God gives it to you. Every joint supplies. You got to clock in. Every joint supplies. Every part supplies. 
We said this before, if we had our own McDonald's restaurant and we all owned it together, hallelujah, over a billion served, praise the Lord. And if, and if it's your day, if it's Connie's day to do fries, and if it's Norma's day to flip cheeseburgers, and uh, um, uh, if it's Michelle's day uh, to do uh, Cokes, right, or Tanisha's, uh, I keep, Michelle, praise the Lord, if it's, I keep getting you mixed up with your sister. If it's your day to do Coke machine, uh, if it's Phil Cole's day uh, to work the cash register, praise the Lord. Don't steal nothing out that cash register. If it is Mika's day to work the drive through, praise the Lord. If every part of us and God help us, Kelly, if he's supposed to be managing that day. If all of us work together then we can get customers in and out. In and out. The drive-thru won't back up, right? We get people in and out, give them their food, and they can go home. Everybody's got to do their part. If somebody orders a combo number one, and we got somebody working on Big Macs, who's working Big Macs? Who's working Big Macs that day? All right, Big Man. Big Man working Big Macs that day, Right? He's doing Big Macs, and who was doing the fries? Who do we say we're doing fries? Connie, thank God you remember. Connie's doing the fries. Uh, who was doing the drinks, the Cokes? Michelle. Michelle doing the Cokes. Praise the Lord. What else is it? Big Mac, fries, Coke. All right, who's taking the money? Phil Cole. All right, praise the Lord. If all of us work together, we'll have that combo together, put in the bag, and Kelly will be over there supervising. Right? Every part. You say, well, my part... My part is so small. Well, they need those fries. They need it. I guarantee you, if I'm in your drive-thru and I drive away and I don't have my fries, I'm going to come back up there. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to get my fries. And you better give me a courtesy apple pie, too, because I had to drive all the way back down here to get my fries. Somebody talk to me. But as a general rule, always check your bag before you leave. Praise the Lord. Let us continue. Everybody's got a job to do. Everybody's got a job to do. If you're in our kitchen, if you're in our restaurant, and if you're standing around, oh, if you're doing that, then you're going to get in somebody's way. Right. The floor is already greasy. Right. We're going to slip and fall trying to run over you. Everybody's got a job to do. Everybody's got a job to do. Are you hearing? This is our restaurant. We got to serve the Lord. And he's coming right now in, in, in his Holy Ghost uh, Rolls Royce. And it's coming down the road right now. And you know, he always has a big order. And we got to fulfill his order. You don't want to keep Jesus waiting in the drive-thru. Want to get his order correctly. Who's working drive-thru window? Who would say drive-thru window? Huh? I didn't say anybody working dry. I think I did. We'll see it later on the tape. Ossie gonna work drive through window. Praise the Lord. And when he get to you, Ossie, you got to make sure you take his order right. Amen. 
You got to make sure you take his order right. You got to make sure you take his order. And we got to feel it. What happens with one that takes the order? The one that takes the order says it over the workers. Jesus wants he wants fries or he wants us to love one another. He wants us to seek his face. He wants us to get in his word. And that's what I'm doing. They have the over the drive through. I mean, the drive through person, they have the headset on, right? And they yell it back to the kitchen what the customer wants. And I'm telling you today as a drive through worker that Jesus wants this. He says you got to do the job that he called you to do. So you can be around your station. You can sit there, eat bonbons, looking all crazy. If you making Jesus wait for his food, it's your, it's your stuff. Amen, 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 amen. Now, if we got to send somebody back there to do what you were supposed to be doing, it's a shame on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get back to this. Every joint supplies. Turn to them and tell them, I got something to supply. Now look at the next part of this. Every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Effectual working, uh, those two words in English actually is one Greek word, energeia. Say energeia. Energeia really talks about supernatural power given to you by God to do something. So not only does he tell you, you got something to do, but he also says, well, I will give you the power to do it. He'll give us the power to do what he called us to do. Supernatural power, he says, in the measure of every part. Every part. Every part of us. Every person. Not only have we been given grace to do it, but he says he'll give us a supernatural ability to do it. Every part, you're not even, God doesn't even want you to work it with your own strength. He even said, I'll supply you with the strength. I'll give you the strength. Just let him work it out through you. So I say again, I beseech you therefore, brethren and sisterin and churin. I beseech you. Clock in. Clock in. Clock in. Clock in. There's something that he has called all of us to do. And this body, this local fellowship, or the fellowship that you are attending as you're listening now by way of media, that fellowship will suffer if you refuse to do, if you refuse to supply that supernatural energy, that supernatural service that God has called you to supply if you refuse to do it. But no, we'll just say, oh, pastor, do it. I don't have to do it. Let the pastor do it. And you weigh them all and you weigh the pastor down so much that he begins to have nervous twitches. Nervous twitches. Begin to walk with a limp. What's wrong with you, pastor? I'm all right. Lord blessing me. No, Pastor, what's really wrong with you? What's really wrong with me is that I've been doing the job you're supposed to be doing with your lazy bone self. Let's go ahead and close this thing out. I want you to see something here. He said every part of us, everyone will supply a certain thing. 
God will give us supernatural ability to supply it. And what will happen, the last part says, maketh increase to the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The whole body will be increased. Why aren't we increasing as a fellowship, Pastor? Because we're not supplying. Because not every part of the body is supplying. In a child's body, as a child is growing up, you know, if every part of his body, his or her body is not supplying, they may end up a dwarf. The body is not giving off something that's supposed to give off so that it can grow. Why are we dwarf, pastor, as a church? Why are we dwarf as a minister? Why is the body dwarf? Why isn't anybody getting saved? Because every part of the body is not doing what it was supplied to do. Are you clocked in? Praise him. Let's go to Ephesians, of same book of Ephesians. Let's go to chapter 2 now. Chapter 2. I want to show you this, and we're going to go to one more, and then we'll close out today. Ephesians 2nd chapter, verse number 8 says, Ephesians 2, 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're not clocking in to be saved. Jesus has already done the work for that. Verse 10, but he says here, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let me read that to you again out of the uh, NIV. It helps you to understand a little bit better. Verse 10 says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. There is a work that he has prepared in advance, an assignment in advance. There is a, a square hole and you are a square peg. He prepared the hole before he prepared the peg. Are you with me? And he wants you to fit right down in it and do what he called you to do. Hallelujah. Let's look at one more. Romans 12. We're going to really stop here for today. I don't want to overload you. Romans 12. Listen to verse 3. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God have dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has given us all a measure of faith to do what he called us to do. Grace, he's also given us grace, and that supernatural power to do what he called us to do, to stand the test of time, to stand and to supply every joint. Newsflash, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. But I look at, sometimes I think, Lord, is this... I know this is your will, and this is not cruel. Lord, I know it's not cruel, but sometimes it seems to be cruel that you put what I need in somebody else. Sometimes that seems mighty cruel. You say, I need this so that I can grow and develop, and they won't even show up. God, help me. I need this for my life. I need it. And they won't even clock in. God, help me. 
And the same thing is true for you. You need this for your life. God placed that gift. He placed that calling, gave that individual grace, gave them supernatural power, gave them faith to do, to supply the thing that you need. You need. He didn't say the Holy Ghost was going to supply it. He didn't say the angels were going to supply it. He put this in the body, fitly joined together as it has pleased him to supply every joint. Not even the stranger is going to supply it, but those that he has called will supply it. Well, I need to pray for her. She get on my nerve because she got something you need. He get on my nerves. I, why would I want to go and comfort him? Because he got something you need. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go on a little bit further and we got to close out. It says verse number four. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office, have not the same function. Verse five, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone, and everyone members one of another. Verse six, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, where the prophecy let us prophesy according to the portion of faith or ministry, let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that uh, showeth mercy with cheerfulness. He said everybody's got a part to play. But do it unto the Lord and not a pat on the back. Not to be seen. Not to be seen. God forgive. Let's look at a few things here. He said that to him that giveth. That's someone who has the ministry of giving. Ministry of giving. This is above and beyond. God specifically places them into the body to uh, support the financial needs of the congregation. Now, everyone will give, but this is a supernatural gifting of grace that God gives them to give and to impart into the body. He placed them there for a reason. Same thing uh, with the teacher and the same thing with the, with the one that exhorts, that lifts people up, that encourages people. He places them there for a reason. And if any one of these says, no, I will not do, the body will suffer. But how long will God let it suffer before he calls in another toe to take your place? Do you understand what I'm saying? That would be mighty unfair. And I, I would get to heaven, Lord, that is so unfair. I needed, I needed a pinky toe. I needed, I limped all my life. I limped all my life. And you placed the pinky toe in the earth for me. But the pinky toe had his own mind. It wouldn't submit to you. And you let me limp all my life. Why, God, why? Too much drama, right? Too much drama, too much, too, too much drama, too much, too much. I must be, must be that twitch again, must be that twitch. Too much, too much drama. I got the point, okay. What part has God assigned you? 
Every part of the body. I'm saved. Now what? Now what? We got the clock in. Find your passion. Find your place. Find your position. And clock in. Clock in. Who is to benefit from your gift chiefly? Right now is everyone that's a member of this ministry. And then the giftings will go abroad. Who is to benefit chiefly from the ministry that God has put in me, the gifting that God has put in me? It's those that God has put here first, chiefly here first. And then it spreads abroad. I have this gifting, not for me, but for you. You have your gifting, not for you, but for us. If I silence and hold back and do not release, it will affect. And the the exact same thing holds true for you. We are knit together. I didn't call me here. And if I wasn't knit here, I'd probably been gone a long time ago. But I've been knit here by God. I'm on an assignment from God to supply the gifting that he's put in me. And the same holds true for you. You're on an assignment from God. Regardless of what your age is, you're on an assignment from God, uniquely positioned by God to supply those elements, those things that are needed for that fellowship, ultimately for the body of Christ, for the glory of God. When the body works together, when we all pull together as one body under Christ Jesus, we become a fitly body, a fit body, buffed, buff, ready to do what Jesus called us to do. Are you hearing me? What a shame would it be as a church, we roll around in a wheelchair. Oh, help Jesus, Jesus. No, we need to be a body that's buff, that's well put together, ready to do what Jesus called us to do. Hallelujah. But how do we look as a body? Are we missing a foot? Some people tell me sometimes, I don't know what happened. My leg just went out. And I... I was walking, and my leg just went out. It just went out. How many times have I heard that? I've heard that a lot. Walking as a church, and what happens? Just stop showing up, and my leg just went out, and the whole body is affected. When one part of the body is glorified, everybody receives it. So-and-so, yeah, she go to my church. Yeah, Matt's was there singing. I'm up there dancing. Yeah, she go to my church. She go to my church. Everybody is blessed. Same token, somebody go out and act like a fool. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I saw him. I don't know if it's in my church or not. Uh, but everybody's affected. Why? Because we're part of the same body. We got to clock in. So I say, as Paul said, I beseech you. I beg you. 
I beg you by the mercy of God, find your place, find your passion, get clocked in. God bless you. We're done today in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.